Now I'm going to get into the words of the gospel, but before I do, um, I wanted to make one comment because, as you know, a few months ago we had a, a lot of questions and conversation in the church regarding fiducia suplans. This is the document that came from the church regarding the blessing of same-sex couples. And uh, we Marians made a statement, and I think there was, um, everybody kept texting me, there's no confusion, this is very cut and dry, but th based on the majority of letters we got, there was still a lot of confusion. And uh, we Marian fathers had stood by the statement that we absolutely bless the sinner, but we do not bless the sin or the sinful relationship, the sinful union. And we got attacked from the radical traditionalists, which I consider myself a very traditionalist, uh, that said, you can't bless the sinner because this person must go to confession first. That's actually not true. Um, sinners can be blessed no matter what the state. In fact, we are all sinners. If somebody has to be without sin in order to be blessed, the only person who ever would be blessed in the history of the world would be the Blessed Virgin Mary. And so we know we have blessings at the end of every mass. You are blessed, you are sent. And so we were attacked from the right saying that you can't bless sinners, that is untrue. We do bless the sinner. But then we were also criticized for saying that why are you capitulating with modernism in saying that, uh, or excuse me, I'm sorry, that was the first one. The other one was we were told that um, regarding you not blessing the sin or the sinful relationship, you're not being obedient to the church. You're not following the church. You Marians are, are not being obedient to the order of the Holy See saying that you are to bless these unions. I would like to read a statement by Pope Francis that just came out on Friday. And this is uh, in the regard that the Pope had an audience with cardinals and I'd like to quote him directly to see if this could bring some clarification. Firstly, he said, these blessings outside of any liturgical context and form do not require moral perfection to be received. That confirms our first point. We bless the sinner. We want to, what is the purpose of blessing the sinner? To give them the grace to turn away from sin. Now, we're not blessing a sinner if he comes up and mocks the sacraments, mocks the religion, mocks the faith, and just wants to prove a political statement um, about same-sex marriage. In that case, I do not bless the sinner. But if somebody is trying hard to, to reform their lives, the blessing gives a grace to leave sin. Secondly, he noted, quote, when a couple spontaneously approaches, in, uh, approaches a minister, he asks them, he asks for them. He is not blessing the union. Let me repeat that. Pope Francis is stating the minister is not to bless the union. So for all the people who said we were being disobedient to the church when I issued a statement to our priests that we will not bless the sin nor the sinful relationship, it's just been confirmed by the Holy Father. Again, when a couple spontaneously approaches a minister, 
and asks for them to be blessed, he, the minister, is not blessing the union. So what this has confirmed is everything that we Marians have stated on this issue from the beginning. Uh, it is simply the people who together have requested, I think that's where the confusion of the word couple comes in. So what he's saying is people who come, even if they come together for a blessing, they're not blessing the union. And then he goes on to say, the Pope stressed, quote, not the union. Not the union. But the persons naturally taking into account the context, sensitivity, the place where one lives, and the most appropriate way to do it. I just felt it was important for us to stress this because we are not blessing sin or the sinful relationship. So for all those who are saying we were disobedient to the church, we are not. But we are also blessing those in sin who are looking to get out, to leave sin, because that provides the grace. So we are also not going against church teaching. So I'm very pleased that this clarification has been made and so that you as Marian helpers can rest assured that with the Marian fathers, you have and will continue to receive true and correct faithful teaching of the magisterium. So praise be to God. Now, speaking of praise be to God, let's listen to what he says in the scripture passage because he is in the synagogue uh, teaching. Now, I think this is important because the, you always hear the term temple and you hear the term synagogues. Are they the same? No, they're different. Okay, the temple was for worship. That's the place that the people went to worship God, but a synagogue was for teaching, reading scripture, and community. It's kind of like the parish center at a church. Like the church would be the temple, but the parish center would be like the synagogue. Now, there was only one temple there was only one in Jerusalem, but anywhere the Jews lived, they had synagogues. So you had one temple that was in Jerusalem, and you had many synagogues where people went to hear teaching. Now the temple had set, and this is interesting, um, this is where you kind of think, I think of more of the Pharisees with the temple, because they were the, pre, well, the religious leaders, and I think of more of the scribes with the synagogue, they were the teachers. So the, the temple had, um, uh, you know, uh, the synagogues had teachers, but the temple did not. Jesus could there go for, could go from one to the other because he was both. But here's what's interesting. In the synagogues were scribes and they did the teaching on the Old Testament. Now, what was the Old Testament to them? The Torah, uh, the Pentateuch. Um, but why did Jesus's teaching differ so much from the teaching of the scribes because he taught with personal authority. No scribe had ever gave a decision on his own. This is powerful. Uh, a scribe, for instance, would begin, this is a teaching that whatever it might be, they would say, and then they would quote some Old Testament authority. Now, the last thing that he ever did was to give an independent judgment. 
He never did. But Jesus, now, he speaks as if he needed no authority other than himself. Um, he would state, I say to you, like having total authority. He cited no authorities. He quoted no experts. He spoke with the voice of God. And this is powerful because if Jesus' words had amazed the people in the synagogue, just his words, think of what his deeds then did. And this is what he did with the demon. Um, you know, the demons here obeyed. They knew he had the authority. Now, what's interesting is, didn't the demons kind of show faith here? You are the son of God. We know who you are. Well, according to non-Catholics, that's enough to get you into heaven. No, it's not. Because even the demons recognize the Lord is the Lord. Um, so here, you go back to St. Augustine. He said, faith is mighty, but without love, it profits nothing. The devils confessed Christ, but lacking charity, it availed nothing. They said, what have we to do with you? He referenced this exact passage we're reading today. I'm quoting St. Augustine, who talked about this exact passage. Augustine said, they said, the, the demons, what have, you, what have we to do with you? They confessed, really, a sort of faith. This is what Augustine is saying. But without love. Hence, they were devils. So if we are sitting in this pew, we can have all the faith in the world. I know Jesus is God. Even praise be to God. But if I have no love, I'm a devil. And so that's why faith alone is not the answer. You need faith with love, Catholic teaching. And so Mark tells us about many, and we read the Gospel of Mark, many other times when Jesus sent evil spirits out of people. He wanted to show the authority and power of God. But he shows that that authority flows really from submission. How? Jesus submitted to the Father in baptism, and then to the Holy Spirit by going out to the wilderness. So people in love have to submit to each other. There's no, you can't, you, you, you can't just be self-serving. Now, you're not subservient, but you're self-giving. Faith takes love. You know, today, I completely forgot about it until Andrew just read the second reading. Uh, today is the day I came back to the Marian Fathers 14 years ago. I was here, I came in 2006. I was here for a full postulate year. I was here for a full novice year. Then I was here for a third full year, first year theology. And I struggled because I had left behind a fiance and I still was not, I did not put closure to it. And I was struggling. And so I talked to my superior about it and informed him of everything that was happening and I was really struggling. And so I remember one day sitting at the church in DC, the cathedral there, or the um, basilica, all day for like six hours in prayer, begging God to give me the answer because she had sent me an email and we had started to talk again after three years of no talking. And I got so desperate to know God's will, I just wanted to do God's will that I, I've told the story a couple times before that, 
I did something I would never, ever recommend. I begged God in his mercy to please give me an answer. Do I stay with the Marians or do I go back to North Carolina to, to be with her? She was begging me to come back to North Carolina and I was struggling and I asked God for an answer. Please show me, Lord, please show me after eight hours of prayer. And then I looked on the floor and there was a quarter. And I took that quarter. I would never suggest to you in spiritual direction that you do this, but I flipped the quarter, flipped the coin, and I held it on my hand for another hour because I wasn't courageous enough to look at it. And I just said, Lord, I have no other way to know your will. Heads, I'll go to Carolina. Tails, I will stay a Marian. And finally, after getting the courage to look at it, it said, Heads, Carolina. And I left. This was in 2009. And then in 2000, that whole year I was home, we got back together. The, the relationship was beautiful. But I heard nine months later our Lord in prayer tell me it's time to go back to the Marians. And I literally told the Lord, no, no. I could never do that again, Lord. I cannot leave her again. I've done it once. That was not good. You can't ever expect me to do this again. And I kind of dismissed it. Well, three more months went on, and I'm at work one day, and she called, and she said, we need to talk. I drove to her house. She came out of the kitchen, and she was crying, but she had a smile on her face. And she said three months earlier, which was the exact time I had, she heard God in prayer very clearly. And she uttered the exact same words I heard in prayer three months earlier. And she told me, it's time for you to go be a priest. Her words were the exact words I heard, and I knew it was authentic because she said, I know God is calling you to be a priest. And... That was the exact words I heard when I was in prayer, that it is time to go back to the Marians. It is time to be a priest. And I couldn't until he also told the same words to her. And so she looked at me and she said, I know you are to be a priest. And we hugged there in the living room and that was the last time I saw her and I returned to the Marians 14 years ago today. In fact, it was exactly this minute, 9.30, that I left, got in the car in North Carolina and drove back. And the reason why I think of that is because the big struggle I had was, was I to be married or not? Today's the anniversary, and I didn't even think about it until Andrew just read this. I was struggling, Lord, am I to be a married man or dedicated as a priest to you as an unmarried man? And then I hear this, an unmarried man is anxious about the things, excuse me, a married man is anxious about the things of the world, how he may please his wife, and he is divided. But an unmarried man is anxious about the things of the Lord, how he may please the Lord. So I'm sitting there as Andrew was reading this saying, thank you, Lord. You just confirmed the vocation to the priesthood that I never thought I could do, which was be an unmarried man. I always wanted to be married. When I met Mother Angelica before she passed away, she asked me if I ever desired to be married or not, and I thought if I said I did, she would say, well, you're not called to the priesthood. 
But when I said I had desired to be married, she said, good, because that's the only kind of men that should be priests. You are to be a father. And that always stuck with me. And so that faith in the Lord is what I think we require to have the choices that we make in life. And so I finished the faith is powerful, but without love, it profits nothing. And so that love that the Lord allows us in relationships, in marriages, or in the priesthood. Scripture tells us that true faith works through love. This is what you need, or you're like the demons. The demons had faith. You are the Lord. You are God. You, you, you know, we know who you are. Um, it says here, we, what do you have to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Uh, you are the Holy One of God. I know who you are. That's faith. But faith alone is not enough. Our Catholic teaching, faith alone is not enough. We need faith with love. And so our faith is made perfect in love because love orients us to that good which is God. It's our neighbor and our God that we should be focused on, not ourselves. And so this is true love. When we do that, God is in us. And if Jesus doesn't live in us, can we, can, you know, we can still be um, open because sometimes that's when the demons come and take up residence. And so don't let that happen. Things like astrology or occult practices, even drugs, pornography, these are dangerous. And so we need the love of God to fill us, not the junk that we find in the world today. And so I give thanks to the Lord on this day, coming back to the Marians, and I give thanks so much to God for the grace to see that anything is possible. Because when I didn't come back to the Marians, I thought it was because I could not live a celibate life. And I praise God because he has shown with his grace, all things are possible. And so don't lose faith. Have your faith. Now with the words of Pope Francis, you can have faith again in your church, but don't do it without love. God bless you. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily Masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit 
micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.